If you've ever felt the desire to start a new project or a new business before you've really got things currently working well, then trust me, you want to listen to what the wonderful Jenny Plant has to share from her real life experiences of trying to do just that. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 51. Today I have got a very special guest for you. Jenny Plant, who has been one of my fantastic clients that I've had the pleasure of coaching, both on a one-to-one basis and as part of the 90-day mastermind. And I've brought Jenny to you for a particular reason, because I know that it can be very, very easy for business owners like me and you to really think about running fast onto a new project or thinking you'll start a new business even when things aren't completely sorted in what you're doing right now. And when I met Jenny a good few years ago, Jenny was spinning a number of different plates. But what I've loved seeing is how with focus, Jenny's been able to turn that all around now. So as well as sharing her experiences of what's worked well and what some of her biggest lessons have been, Jenny will bring her own experience of how she helps her clients, which are creative agencies, keep clients for longer. So she'll bring some top tips for you so that you can also put that into action in your business. So enough of me talking and let's dive straight into the conversation. It is filled with many, many nuggets. So I know you're going to get so much from this one. So let's go and join Jenny Plant. So Jenny, a very warm welcome to the podcast. It's been a mission for me to have you here to inspire my listeners for some time. So I'm glad that we were able to make it work. I feel very flattered to have been invited. Thank you so much, Oz. Really, seriously, I'm excited. And I think we need to start by sharing a story. And Jenny, I know that you've heard me share this story many times about how we met. And I love this story because there's so much that we can all take from it in terms of I call it the sliding door kind of moment in terms of how one decision or one action can completely change things. So let me take the listeners back to, I think it was 2015. Okay, so many years ago, I was at a conference in London and it was Fast Forward Your Business. So it's all about wealth dynamics and Roger Hamilton was hosting this conference. And it was, I think it was like a two or three day conference. And I remember I was a student at this conference because I always love learning. I was there with my great friend, Graham, and it was in a lovely training room, but it was downstairs, it was windowless, and I just remember in the afternoon of the second day, I think it was, just sending him a little message or writing a wee message like you're at school, do you know what I mean? And thinking, and I said something like, oh, during the next break, I need fresh air, I need to get out to Starbucks and just get out of this room for a while. And he's like, Perfect. And then just as I said that, I got a text message from one of the organizers of this conference. And she said, during the next break, Roger's going to be talking about becoming a performance consultant. You've obviously been one of the most experienced ones. Could we invite you to come up and stay back and just talk to the audience? And I remember sitting there going, oh, 
I want to go for that break. I want my Starbucks caramel macchiato. And but me being a nice guy, I was like, well, of course, Michelle, I'll stick around. So I sent Graham out to go and get his fresh air and to get a coffee. So there I was on the stage and there must have been about 50 or 60 people that stuck around to hear more about training to become a performance consultant. And I shared a little bit about my story and I just remember seeing this lady nodding away and I noticed her in the audience and then I thought, that's cool, something I've obviously said has resonated. And then I talked for a couple of minutes and after that section finished, I then came off the stage and then this lady kind of did a beeline towards me And it was like, oh, I didn't know you were here. That was one of those moments where I don't often get people coming up to me in the street saying, oh, Osman, hello. But in that moment, I remember just thinking, "Uh oh, do I know this lady? Has she been in my workshops? Has she been on one of the events I've done? And um, because normally I'm really good at putting faces to names, etc. And obviously this lady then saw the look in my face and went, oh, you obviously don't know who I am. I listened to one of your podcast episodes that you did with Natalie Sisson and it really resonated with me and I'm so glad that we've got a chance to speak here. And then in my world, it was, how do we work together? And I just remember saying, well, let's have a conversation afterwards and that's history. And that lady that I'm talking about is the wonderful Jenny. So is my recollection of the story similar to yourself? It's exactly the same. I mean, I suppose you know what it's like when you listen to someone on podcast and you resonate so much that you feel like they know you or you know them. And when I saw you stand on stage, A, I didn't expect you to be there at all. And B, it was your voice because your accent, you know, your lovely Scottish accent. I literally nudged my friend Steve that was with me at the time. I said, that's the guy from the podcast. I need to speak to him. So you're right. I was like a bullet out of a gun coming up to you, which probably was like, whoa, who is she? But it was just everything you'd said had resonated so much about wealth dynamics profiling that I just needed to have a chat with you. Absolutely. We'll be diving into that during our conversation. But the reason why I call it that sliding door moment is because I could have quite easily went to Starbucks and then our path may never have crossed. And since then, I've had the pleasure of working with Jenny on a one-to-one basis in terms of coaching and mentoring since 2015 and also in the mastermind. And what I love is Jenny's just about to start your third round of the mastermind, okay? And again, we'll dive into, you know, the power of the mastermind as well. So I just love the fact, as I keep saying, that if I went for that Starbucks, that might never have happened. So all those chances that we all have as business owners, and we never know necessarily how it's all going to pan out, but actually it's just taking those actions and responding to those opportunities like I did at that point. Don't they say that 90% of success is showing up? Definitely. So the fact that you're even there sometimes, or even though like these networking events that you really don't fancy going to, sometimes the effort that you make can pay dividends. Absolutely. And even when I go networking and going to events, I am not the one of the most social people, right? So I'm not there completely networking, handing out business cards and stuff. I do obviously have conversations, but I love what you just said there because I went to two events earlier this year, one in Dundee and also one in Newcastle. And I just got to have a couple of conversations with people, but I walked away there from those events not actually thinking that's going to lead to anything. So we're now in May. So it's a good few months afterwards. And what I've loved is that two people that I just had small conversations with have reached out and we've been having conversations about how do we help them with their business. So exactly what you just said there, sometimes it is just showing up and taking that step that really makes things happen. 
Yeah, and I love the fact that you didn't even want to stay. And it's those moments, isn't it? It's the party that you didn't really want to go to, that you meet the man of your dreams or something like that. It's totally true. Let's get stuck into the conversation. And obviously, I did a quick intro about who you are and what you do. But I'd love to give you the chance to share in your words, Jenny. Tell us a little bit about you and your business journey so far. I'm a bit of a dinosaur because I started working in ad agencies in London's Hatton Garden in the early 1990s. And I've spent the majority of my corporate career in account management in creative agencies. And I left corporate in 2010, where I'd reached the dizzy heights of general manager for Publicist Life Brands, which is a healthcare global ad agency. And ever since 2010, actually, one of the turning points that happened then was someone handed me the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, which I know a lot of people cite as a bit of a life changer. It it certainly was for me, because in the book, if you haven't read it, it talks about creating assets that give you an income rather than you having a job or exchanging time for money. And that really resonated with me. So I set out on this journey in 2010 to creating assets for myself. And one of the earliest people that were doing something different was Natalie Sisson, as you've already mentioned, one of our mutual friends, who seemed to be this girl in her 30s, traveling around the world, working from anywhere, talking about tech tools. And I just thought she's earning a living going from kind of country to country. How could she do it? Absolutely. So she became a bit of a girl crush for me. And that's I started following her stuff. And thought, yeah, that's the way to kind of leverage time. So I don't know how much you want me to go into the detail about what I started doing. I think this is a key thing because when people get to hear the stories, the reality of it, it then gets us to see some of the the turns and the pivots as we go. So definitely, it's warts and all, Jenny, here. Okay, so when I initially started working for myself in 2010, unfortunately, it was a bit of a sad time because my dad had been diagnosed with cancer. The main driver of me wanting to leave my full-time job was that I wanted more flexibility and wanted to spend more time with him. And so I started consulting. I started freelancing for different agencies. And that allowed me to have Fridays off, which I dedicated to spending with my dad. And that for me was magical. And I will always treasure that time. Because I'd started following Natalie, I thought... And she was teaching this. She said, look, think about what you're most passionate about, what people will pay you for and your experience and where those meet in the middle. And it got me thinking that actually when I first started working in account management, it was only when I was general manager of Publicist Life Brands that I had three years sales training. And I thought, why did no one teach me that when I was starting out in my career? Because the difference it made to my client relationships later on in my career was just night and day. I was able to kind of understand their challenges better, to spot opportunities to add value and grow business. So I thought, right, I'm going to set myself up as a a trainer. So I started Account Management Skills, which is my company name. And it was just a blog, really. I was just it was pouring out of me. I was just like evangelizing about what I'd learned and how different it could be and hoping someone was going to somewhere get some value. And it was probably at at that stage, my mum reading the blog, you know, that was, and a friend who'd been coerced. So really no one was listening. But what happened was I started capturing email addresses because that was what everybody told you to do. And I didn't realise that actually 
the chairman of the Pharmaceutical Marketing Society was on my list. And he was following me for a long time and then suddenly kind of said to me out of the blue, I've been following your stuff for a while. We should talk. And long story short, because it was long, uh, two years later, we finally had the chat and he said, I'd like you to think about training some courses for us. So one thing led to another and I started developing workshops and training, training account managers. And this has really grown. I now have private clients and my training company has just expanded. Now, I made that story sound quite linear because I think one of the, some of the listeners may be thinking they're working in a full-time job and they're thinking about setting up on their own. And for me, one of the downsides of deciding that is there's so much opportunity out there. There's so many different business models. So I went on a little bit of a twist and turned journey. I started an e-commerce business where I was sourcing products from China, putting my own brand on them, selling them online. I'm still doing that, but it's a very, very scaled down version. I also started a property investing journey because of Robert Kiyosaki's teachings on creating assets that give you an income. So since 2010, I have done multiple things to kind of be able to earn a living without having a full-time job. And I think when you appeared in my life, it was a time when I was doing too much because, and this might resonate with people listening, if you do have a lot of choice and you are trying to do spin plates and do different things, you end up not doing anything particularly well. And I certainly had a case of burnout. Things started falling through the cracks because I was trying to do too much. And the best thing that you've helped me with, Osman, is streamlining my life That and focusing. I think the biggest thing that I've done that's made the biggest impact is focus. Absolutely. And there's so much what you said there that I'd love to kind of unpack. A couple of things were that director that was looking at your stuff and you didn't even realise it. How many times does that happen when we are putting out content that we can sometimes think, oh, no one's downloading it, no one's replying, no one's liking it in that way. But really, you just don't know who's actually observing you as well. So that's my kind of little call to action for everybody to keep doing that because at the right time, that's when the right conversations will happen. And again, it goes back to what we're talking about. Just sometimes showing up is what we need to do consistently. Well, it's interesting just to add to that, really. I've recently been to quite a few events, conferences, exhibitions, networking events, and people within my sphere of my industry have been saying, oh, I love your videos, or I've seen your videos. And because I put a lot of content and videos out on LinkedIn. And yet, these people never comment, they never like it, and they never know. So I think you're absolutely right. People are watching you, even though you might think that they're not. Absolutely. And I love what you said around when we first met, you had a number of different things that you were doing. I think that's fair to say. Is that right, Jenny? Absolutely. Yeah. And then even at that point, when I was just starting to work with you to figure out, okay, tell me all the things that you're doing. You mentioned this little thing that you were doing around the account management skills at that point. 
And then you kind of started to gloss over it a wee bit because at that point you were very focused on the e-commerce business particularly. And I still remember just going, hold on a second, let's go back to that, let's focus on that. And now, a good couple of years later, what are you spending most of your time doing? This is the thing, and I'm glad you said that because that was probably one of the biggest shifts that I will be eternally grateful to you for helping me see. Because at the time, I was spinning account management skills and I was spinning the e-commerce business. And I felt that both were suffering and I should put all my eggs in one basket. And you very cleverly talked me back from the edge (laughs) and said, well, why are you giving this up? And I said, well, I just can't physically do everything. So we, we unpacked it. We did that very transformative values exercise, which helped me see that both of the business models had value. And you enabled me to see that it was possible to dial down one and dial up another. And it just felt like not so final. And I don't know if that's typically my profile whether we're kind of a bit dramatic, it's got to be this or it's got to be that. <laughs> you know. But certainly it was a much more measured approach that I will be eternally grateful. And I love the fact that, so Jenny, from a Wealth Dynamics perspective, is a star profile. So again, I'm sure in every episode you've heard me talk about Wealth Dynamics and your entrepreneurial superpower because it is so important. So if you are listening to this and you still haven't found out what of the eight profiles you are, then what are you waiting for? You'll find a link in the show notes at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash 51. And that's where you'll get all the links to the previous episodes, especially around Wealth Dynamics. Because interestingly, what you're doing now compared to what you were doing at the past. How does knowing your star profile, how's that helped you, Jenny? Well, just to give you a very specific example. So I started the e-commerce business and had initially some huge success and was asked by a training company to deliver workshops for them. So really, my flow is with people. And I love the training side. It energizes me. I love seeing people having light bulb moments. I love adding more value. And that's where I feel that I come alive. Where I don't come alive is sitting behind a screen on my own and analyzing data. One big element of being successful with the e-commerce business is you have to kind of dial in your advertising campaigns. You have to look at your conversion rates. You have to test things. And I think I do it and I can do it, but it's not my flow. So it takes me longer and time is money, particularly when you're working for yourself. You can find yourself lost for hours. And I don't know if this resonates with anyone listening in because Certainly when I first started online business, I was doing my own website, you know, like doing all the stuff that really I should have been outsourcing. I was doing it all myself because I felt like I've got to learn this stuff. But yeah, um, feeling with account management skills, I have over 25 years experience in account management. I feel very confident. It gives me confidence. There's probably not one scenario that an account manager can come to me with that I haven't experienced personally. And I just feel that I'm better suited. It just feels more in flow. 
Absolutely. And that's where I love the fact that it's not just about getting you to go back to what you started to do around the account management skills training, but it was recognizing, okay, so let's look at it from your superpower point of view. Let's look at it from in terms of what's important to you from a values point of view. Because honestly, Jenny, if I met you before you even started the e-commerce side, I would have been going, warning, 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 okay? Because a lot of what you said there around the true nitty gritty of really the e-commerce world it is very much more related to profiles that are a bit more lord profiles or mechanic profiles. So I know though what you managed to do very skillfully was to get involved with some training of e-commerce which did keep that going in that world for you because that's where you were getting some flow from that world completely. But actually then channeling and making that decision to go, let me dial down that part of my business so that you can actually dial up the account management skills. And that's where, like you've just said, you get to bring your experience, you get to bring your skills and also play to your your strengths and your personality. Absolutely. And when I was training the e-commerce side, I felt it was my duty. I owed my students the right knowledge. So I'd always spend my own time keeping on top of my game, learning new things because the algorithm changes. And I always felt like I wasn't my account management skills training business was suffering. That's why I describe it as trying to spin plates. And you realize at one point that your personal life starts suffering as well because you can't spend time with people, your friends and family, and you've got to step back. And I think having that external perspective, working with a a mentor, a business coach, enables you to have that perspective. And that's why it was, you can't see from within sometimes how stuck you are. Definitely. And I love again, even from what you've just shared there is because I know so many business owners that go through that same challenge where they're trying to do one thing and then until it really gets momentum and starts to grow, then they jump to something else as well. And that's where they're chasing different things. I'm not saying that in the lifetime of a business that you might not have different income streams or you have different opportunities, but really it's about making sure you do that with the right timing says a trader profile who's <laughs> very grounded here as well. But honestly, I see so many people that because they're not focused on that one thing, they're just not actually getting the impact that I know that they can because they're just diluting their attention, their focus. And it's not just about businesses. I love what you've shared there in the transparency, Jenny. It can then start to get on top of you from a personal point of view in terms of what's the point? Why am I doing this as well? So sometimes that whole appeal of having our own business can start to fizzle away. And that's often down to what we're actually doing or sometimes what we're not doing, i.e. being focused. Absolutely. I can't reiterate this enough. So I was running an e-commerce business, training an e-commerce business, delivering workshops for my account management training business. And inevitably, my didn't have any much spare time at all and things started falling through the cracks and when it's something that relates to like we're we're in the middle of a house refurb to add to the pressure plus my accountant started dropping the ball so I had three limited companies and your accountant you just don't have the bandwidth and I think I look back at that year and this was only two years ago, and just see it as a bit of a black year. So all I would say to anyone listening that this might resonate slightly is 
probably to work with someone like yourself, to be honest, who would unpick it for you and just put it out on the table and say, right, where are you focusing now? And what is each area doing for you? Where are you getting the most traction? And try to streamline things. That's my biggest takeaway. Absolutely. And I love what you just said there about where are you getting most traction, okay? So now let's talk about kind of the account management skills um, training that you've been doing, and it's about traction. So what's going to happen over the last 12 months, 18 months in that world when you've chosen to really dedicate your time and your focus on that, Jenny? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm smiling while I say this, but I feel personally more in flow for a start. I'm finding that because I'm not having to think about other businesses, it just is like a snowball effect. And opportunities are opening up that actually I didn't see before. I've been recently invited to speak at an event with a lot of creative agency owners. And that enabled me to sort of share my message to an audience that were very receptive to that. And I've I've had so many different conversations with people about going in to train their teams. I'm able to spend more time on innovating my courses, having many more conversations around the same topic, networking with people from actually different areas of business. Just, In fact, I've just come off the call from someone on the client side in, in a procurement role. And you just think, oh my goodness, it's just transformed, to be honest. It's transformed. And this is reflected in earnings as well. I think when you're not trying to push too many stones up the hill, everything goes in flow. And now I can focus on structuring my diary as well, which I think is another thing, using tools that enable me to schedule things automatically and then bringing in external resource to help me with the things that I either don't want to do or can't do. So using Calendly, for example, to book appointments, using what's it, Bonjuro to send little videos to my clients. Client Portal is a brilliant tool for any coach out there. You might want to look into it where you open up a client portal for each of your clients and you hold all of the materials in one place. My content generation as well has been more streamlined. I'm able to put more content out there. So there's just my personal life has improved as well. You know, I'm seeing my friends in the evening. You've been having a bit too many holidays and time away though, Jenny. We need to keep an eye on that though. (laughs) (laughs) No, you joke, but it's so true. I've just come back from just the Hampshire for a break. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to contemplate stepping away from my business for a minute, let alone a day, two days, a week, etc. But it certainly has. Everything feels like it's moving in the same direction. So I just wish I'd sort of cut the cord or maybe it's all meant to happen at the right time when it's supposed to happen. Exactly, because we can often look back with rose-tinted glasses, okay? But even at that time when you were still involved in other businesses and other projects, it was still serving you in some way. But I love the fact that, and again, it was during the first round of the 90-day mastermind where you cut the cord with a project or a commitment that you had, which was lucrative, which was great. But you knew that by you focusing your time on that, it was actually costing you the opportunity to grow the account management skills training. And we were all really proud of it and everybody in the group, but obviously, especially me, because I've known the journey that you have been on to get to that point as well. 
And it took a lot, actually, because a I was with a group of people. Again, it's about the people that I, I really enjoy being around. And so it was very hard for me to make that cut. But sometimes you have to, and I think there's a famous saying, isn't it? I'm probably going to butcher it, but something like if you say no to something, it opens up a space and the universe abhors a, a vacuum and it fills with something. So sometimes you cut the cord to something and it will open up eventually an opportunity for something else. I know that sounds very kind of bit too positive spin on it, but it was hard. It was hard. Definitely. And that's where a lot of times it's about stepping up because when you step up to make that decision, it's then about the actions that you take as a result of that. And again, I mentioned at the start, we're just about to embark on the third 90 day mastermind, which actually kicks off tomorrow at the time of recording this. And what I've loved, again, obviously I've worked with you on a one-to-one basis and as part of the mastermind, it's a combination of group masterminding and one-to-one. So we've been continuing that momentum but the focus of your goals and actually how you've smashed them during the first two rounds of the mastermind. And I'm absolutely convinced that you'll do that in the next one as well. So how has that been for you in terms of, if you want to just bring that to life, about having a short goal for something like 90 days and again, even having people to keep an eye on you and challenge you when you did as well? How's that been? I have become so evangelical about this, the power of 90 days that I am now doing a program for account directors for 90 days because it's I'm going for my hat trick now, my third round of mastermind, because it has been so effective for me. And I truly would recommend it to anybody because I don't know, for me personally, and I can obviously only speak for myself, setting even a year goal feels too far away. But setting a 90-day goal, somehow you have more energy. Well, myself, I've had more energy, more focus. I'm more competitive with myself. So if for every 90 days, I have reached my 90-day goal. But it's, as you say, it's the behaviors that you can then track and measure and monitor that are going to get you to that goal. So it's probably less about setting the goal and more about what you're going to do in order to achieve it. And that creates momentum, as you've you frequently point out to me. And from that momentum, more opportunity springs up from places where you never expected it. Absolutely. And I love that. And I'm sure you won't mind me kind of sharing high level here. But even after the first 90 days, you set a very specific goal around your clients that you're working with that you wanted to attract and you smashed that. And I remember when we had the conversation about what's next, it could have been so easy to go, right, I've done that. Now let me go to do something else. And that, again, is a very typical star profile and even creators are like that as well from a wealth dynamics perspective it's always about new it's about freshness and i remember just kind of saying jenny right that's cool we've made that happen over the last 90 days how about we really still focus on making that now just a standard of what you do putting in the systems and the processes in place but also just keeping your eye on that so that then becomes the next round of the 90 days you're still attracting x amount of clients and x amount of revenue instead of then going perfect tick onto something else and now we're coming on to our third one and i'm bracing myself for tomorrow because i know we've had a brief conversation and this is where i know that there'll be lots of right i'm going to build upon what i've done so far setting goals around it but now is about right what else is next how do you bring some extra energy and focus and that's where the real magic comes without jumping too quickly 
I think it should be called the star syndrome or something like that, you know, because I know you work with a lot of stars and you're absolutely right. I think part of being a star and actually a creator, creator's probably worse worse at it than, than most stars, but it's about change. You get very inspired by change. You get very energized by starting new things. And you come to realize working with someone like yourself who's the trader profile, it's a very grounding energy. And it's something that you really benefit from because you give me that perspective that I don't have on my own. And I think it's just transformed my business ultimately. And yet if left to my own devices, I'd probably still be still in that shiny penny like, right, done that, right, next what's next? You know, like <laughs> so yeah, I I'm an evangelist. I really am. I just think the 90-day format works. The working with someone like yourself works. This is what works for me. So, and this is how the proof is in the pudding. You can see the results. So absolutely, it's been great. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you make happen over the next 90 days as well. And I know a big part of obviously what you do is working with account managers to basically help them to leverage and get even more value from some of their clients and the projects that they're working with, which is fantastic because sometimes we could always be like what we just talked about, new, new, new. So as small business owners, we can often be chasing new clients all the time instead of actually looking at who are we working with or who have we worked with and how do we really even add more value and have kind of more repeat business that way. So do you have any top tips putting on your account management skills hat that can be really useful for us all as small business owners and entrepreneurs to really focus on the customers that we already serve and work with? Absolutely. And you're absolutely right. I help my account managers grow existing business. And so the first thing I'd say is to, first of all, stand back, maybe go to a hotel, take a couple of hours out of your day-to-day environment, because another thing you showed me was changing your environment sets the kind of tone for your thinking and looking at the customers you already have and think about sort of plotting those relationships in terms of where you see the potential growth and where you see their potential ability to continue working with you for example and then think about okay what are the most well who are your platinum clients who are those that you can see that you can add the most value. You love working with maybe. They've got a problem you know you can fix. So the first thing is back is categorizing them. Then it's about asking great questions. So it's about uncovering the pain points that they have, the challenges they have, and your ability to help them solve those challenges. Because one of the observations I make from working with lots and lots of people is people rarely ask the right questions to uncover someone's real pain point. And I know it can sound a bit simplistic, but it's very easy to talk. It's not that easy to listen and to listen to the point where you're really uncovering the issues. Because I do believe you should be proactive and come to a client with a new idea because I think that's very innovative. But the danger of that is as an entrepreneur, you spend time developing an an idea or or a solution that's not relevant. The only way you're going to realize if it's relevant is, yes, look at the external environment of that client and work out what could be relevant for them. But then to have a conversation to understand where exactly they're at with the business. And then thinking about, is there an area where I can solve a problem for someone? Because 
solving a problem and getting someone to pay you for it, it could come in different ways. It doesn't have to be necessarily a product or solution that you provide. You could refer them to somebody else. You could have referral agreements with other parties. You could be introducing them to someone. You could be providing them with information. But if you certainly see there is a good customer lifetime value potential there, then it's worth, again, stepping back, understanding where to focus your energies first, being quite systematic about it, and picking up the phone and asking the right questions. Absolutely. And so many top tips there. And I'm sitting here smiling and resonating in terms of how that's applied in my world as well. Like we mentioned before, so you were working with me on a one-to-one basis. And then what I wanted to do based upon feedback and listening was I wanted to start the mastermind. And actually, in hindsight, when I think about it, there's been a lot of people that I've actually worked with on a one-to-one basis that have actually then now joined the mastermind. So there are two different offers or two different ways that I have been able to add value. But again, it was looking at, right, what's right for you now? How do we help you to keep that momentum going in that way? I still work with some people on a one-to-one, which is right for where they are at that point. But again, it's just about thinking it's not just a one solution or, yep, that's it. That's all I can talk to them about or offer from a value point of view. It's thinking about what their goals are and how do we move that forward. So actually really encourage everybody to actually think about who do they already add value to? Because they're the easiest people for you to have conversations with. I agree. Like it might not be an active client that you've been working with, but say, just look at the people that you've been working with in the last year and think of those people because there's no barrier to you picking up the phone to them. And if you feel a bit icky about phoning them and saying, do you want coffee or I'm doing that, I'm running this program, I thought of you, then think about a way that you can draw them in again by providing some maybe training like I've developed this 45 minute webinar all about you skills that you might be interested in. I'm running it here. Would you like to come along? So you're inviting them to something to re-engage with them. So I think one of the things actually Janet Murray, who's another guest of yours, I remember, and I've worked with Janet in her recent LinkedIn strategy day. But something she says that really resonated with me is thinking about your clients in terms of who are the hot ones, who are the warm ones, and who are the cold. And I think a lot of the time, we think as entrepreneurs working with online businesses that we should be talking to the cold audience all the time, you know, just putting out information and forgetting that those hot and warm leads are the ones that it's much easier to have a to send them a direct message on LinkedIn or indeed use the voice thing. Have you seen that? That It's like Facebook now. You can use the voice messaging, which I think is really amazing. Definitely, because it's also like going back to old school type of communication. And that's where it sounds bizarre when we think, send them a voice message when they can hear their voice. But that is so disruptive as well. People go, ah, it's not just an automated message. It's not just something that everybody's actually got. And I think I've mentioned this before in one of the, the episodes where many, many years ago, I remember doing a workshop and I spent so long doing the sales page, recording videos and all the promotion of it. And then I sent it out and people booked onto it. And I remember sitting there delivering this workshop and actually looking and thinking, I could have just picked up the phone to everybody here and they would have already booked. I actually don't know if any of these people really went through line by line of the web page that I spent weeks doing and the videos I was recording. 
And that was a real great lesson for me in terms of because they were already great people that I've had a relationship with. They were probably very warm. Some of them were hot in terms of what they wanted and actually just doing something simple like picking up the phone. And we can often procrastinate or distract ourselves by thinking, no, 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 actually, I need to do this first. I need to sort that out. And instead, it's just about really the easiest things can make the biggest impact. You're absolutely right. Procrastination, but also that kind of picking up the phone is uncomfortable, isn't it? Like you think you're going to get rejected or someone's going to say, no, I'm not interested in you. And it's that fear really that stops us. It's, It's actually easier to put out a video or put out a blog post, isn't it? Hoping that getting your fingers crossed, hoping that it's going to get the result you want. But no, it's all these things that you learn on the journey, isn't it? Definitely. And and again, there's also a place I do believe about, you know, keeping consistency. For example, I can't believe we're coming up for a year nearly this month, actually, of this podcast. And I've been delivering it every week, bar two weeks when I gave myself permission when I was in hospital recovering from surgery. I thought, okay, the world can get out their own way for two weeks until I recover <laughs> in that way. But what the reason I'm sharing that with you is because actually the amount of people that from my past, from NLP courses and previous experiences from many, many years ago that have been reaching out to me saying, I've been listening to this podcast, this episode resonated with me, this is where I am now in my business journey, how do we now kind of pick up that conversation? And they're in a very different place. So I haven't been proactive thinking I'm going to be phoning that person individually, But because I've been showing up consistently weekly in that and showing them listening to this podcast, that actually still makes a difference as well. So it's it's definitely having both, but making sure that we don't shy away from the one that is harder, which is often the picking up the phone and really putting ourselves to have those conversations. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I'm delighted. I can't believe it's been a year already, but I can see why that that would be powerful. People feel they have a relationship with you because you're showing up, you're being your authentic self and you're talking about things that are important to you. And you have people in the background, just, you know, those lurkers that just listen to you and think, oh yeah, you know, you have those moments where you're nodding as you're listening to a podcast and thinking, yeah, I'm doing that myself. I mean, one of my goals, obviously not just yet, but is to do a podcast because there's so much I want to share and so many people I want to talk to as well on air and just introduce them to my audience. But I'm doing the same thing. I'm listening to people and just feel like I know them. And that creates, it lowers that barrier, doesn't it, to someone reaching out to you and saying, just like I did at that at that event where I ran up to you as if you were a lifelong friend. Absolutely. And that's what we are now as well. And I love it because when people do that, and I always make a point of that where, because I love it, and I'm sure you get that as well, where somebody does reach out to you. It makes you just go, ah, oh, I'm so glad that I did record that episode. I remember one particular client I worked with many years ago now, she sent me this email and it started with, I had to stop the car. I'm sitting at the side of the road. I've just listened to, I think it was a webinar that I did that she got the replay of. I'm in Italy. And honestly, what you've just said is, duh, 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 and it's just dot me. I actually had to kind of stop the car and reply to you. And I remember going, 
that's powerful, right? <laughs> and then obviously we then went on to to work together and help her with her business as well. But it's just in those moments where you you don't know when you'll show up for that person or where they are. And that's where it's I think it's our job to consistently just add value. But it goes back to the whole message of this podcast and why I particularly wanted you on, Jenny, is if you're doing so much out there, if you're doing a bit of this, a bit of that, then it's hard for us to show up. It's hard for us to really give that energy and really make the impact that I know that everybody wants to and everybody can. So less is often more because it gives you more time. It gives you more energy and it gives you more focus to actually make things happen. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. It's just saying no is hard for some people. And if you're listening and you're thinking, maybe you feel like you're at the start of the journey. So you're saying yes to every single opportunity. I think it's great to do that. But it comes to a point where you can't say yes to everything. You have to start saying no. And there's, I don't know whether Warren Buffett said it, but there was some quote that he said, like, the most successful people in the world say no more than they say yes, you know, and there's there must be some truth in that, you know, and I found out the hard way. Yeah, definitely. I think we, we all have many different points in our business and our career. And again, I love quotes are, are great when they stick in your mind. And I'm paraphrasing this one, but it's about be like a postage stamp. Stick to the letter until you reach your destination, right? And so many times that we can, and that can often come down to us getting in our own way, things not necessarily showing up as quickly as we want to or in the exact same way that we want to. But it is very much around if you stop doing it, if you stop taking action, you're guaranteeing effectively that's not going to happen, right? So I'm not saying to continue just to do, take action if it's a wrong action, because sometimes we do have to fine tune, we have to course correct, we have to look at playing to our strengths and our superpower. But really, the the next time that you're thinking, I'm going to go and start something new, just really question yourself and saying, why? What is that going to stop you from achieving as a result of that as well? Love that. I love that. That's such a powerful message. And I can only just reiterate that because when some of my friends come to me that are, are on the early, earlier in their journey, leaving their full time jobs and saying, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing the other. And I'm kind of smiling to myself thinking, oh, my gosh, be careful because you will not achieve anything. So just as you say, you've kept me consistent, you've kept me in one direction. And it's what I needed, the guidance that I needed for sure. Perfect. Thank you. So we could obviously talk for hours and hours, I'm sure. And I hope everybody is listening to this. I know that they will have got lots of resonated messages for them. I'm sure they have maybe stopped to write notes, stopped their car or wherever you are listening to this. You know, if you're on a treadmill at the moment, you might have got distracted and hopefully you are still safe (laughs) because you've got these messages to go, right, what am I doing? What am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? Obviously, we could talk for hours and hours, but I'm really conscious that I want to help make sure that if what you've shared has resonated, how can people find out more about you and what you've got coming up as well? Well, you can go straight to my website, accountmanagementskills.com, and you can reach me there. I've got lots of articles on my website. I've got some downloads. If you are managing client relationships and you're looking to grow existing business and obviously reach out to me, I'd love to hear from anyone that has enjoyed the podcast and have kind of thought well I'm kind of in the same boat here so yeah that's the best place to reach me 
Perfect. So I'll put all the links to your website in the show notes. And also, I know you mentioned a few different tools as well during the episode. So I'll pop them in the show notes as well. And I look forward to working again tomorrow, Jenny, when I get to hear what your next 90 day plans are, helps you shape them and help you keep focused. And then just in a few weeks time, actually getting to spend two whole days. And again, this is about learning and listening. Before for the last two masterminds, we did one day in-person events and after the second one I remember coming home and saying to Shireen that finished too early I could have just spent more time with you all and actually helping implement it so I quickly in our private messaging chat for all the attendees in the mastermind I said I'd like some feedback from you what would you say if we actually extended it for two days and the resounding feedback was absolutely that would be even more epic so we get to spend two whole days with each other and also with the others in the mastermind in just a couple of weeks so I look forward to actually that in-person experience as well it's very very powerful i can't wait seriously I, this is going to be so exciting definitely and we'll definitely have to get you back on in the future so that you can kind of share updates and share your progress as well so thank you for your time jenny thank you for being so open about your journey what's and all and i know you've inspired many people through this conversation thanks osman it's been brilliant thank you so much if you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business and even with all the action that you're taking you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated then chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.